This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. We're going to continue the lesson that we began a few weeks back. The lesson title or the sermon series is entitled The Journey of Faith. The Journey of Faith. The Journey of Faith. My topic for discussion for tonight is the ultimate expectation. The ultimate expectation. Our course scripture for this series is found in Colossians chapter 2 verses 6 and 7 in the Passion Translation and it reads this way. The same way you receive Jesus our Lord and Messiah by faith, continue your journey of faith, progressing further into your union with him. Your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are continually infused with strength and encouraged in every way. For you are established in the faith you have absorbed and you are enriched by your devotion to him, the journey of We've been laying down the building blocks or the ABCs, the fundamental, the foundational pieces of our faith. We began with ask, believe, confess, demonstrate, expect, which is where we're talking on today, forgive and give. So I only have two more points to this series. We're all the way to expect. And for my discussion today, it is entitled The Ultimate expectation. We learned that according to the Webster's 1828 edition, uh, the word expect comes from the Latin word specto, which means to look at, or spectaculum, which means to watch, to observe, to look at, or to see. We know that expect means to look for, to reach for, I like to say to stretch for, to fix your eyes upon, to behold, to view, to look, to see it, to believe it will happen. Because expectation is founded on reasons which render it probable, which means Jesus is that reason and Jesus is our credible source. When we're waiting, we have to wait in an excited expectation. When we're waiting for the manifestation of the things that we're believing God for, it's excited expectation. I kind of modified so that it just made readable sense and talkable sense in everyday language. I modified uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, which are which is our DFC anthem, and I modified it to simply say, now faith manifests things expected, things expected, and faith proves the existence of things not seen. You don't have to see it to know that it's here, and you don't have to see it to receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. We know that expectancy is based on the word of God, and it's not based on our emotions. How many know your emotions will take you up and down like a roller coaster? So I cannot trust my emotions, but I can put my total trust 
in the word of God. When I'm in expectation, I anticipate, I await with visualization and preparation. I have assurance, which means I have an affirmation, a guarantee, and an assertion that it shall come to pass. Then I have an attitude. I have an attitude, a mindset, a demeanor, a posture of somebody in expectation. When I am in expectation and I'm believing to see those things that cannot be seen with my natural eye, I'm believing to receive and I believe that I receive. Now, my posture is totally different. I'm not twiddling my thumbs waiting. I'm waiting in excited anticipation. The effects that your your anticipation and your expectation has on you is your position, your stance, your bend, your lean, your slant. You get in the lean when you're ready to go someplace. You get a, you have a posture that I'm, I'm not going to stay at this place forever. I expect to go to the next level. Then there's a perspective, a viewpoint, a start point, a standpoint, an advantage point, and a stop point to my expectation. And of course, when I expect, I expect in patience. Patience having reference to composure, consistency, and calmness, even in storms and even in times of darkness. Patience in the Pastor Andrea vernacular is keeping the same energy, keeping that same energy, trusting that God is faithful and just to do exactly what he said he's going to do. Now, I have to admit that when you're in expectation, because God is not a genie on a lamp and you can't rub his belly and you can't flatter him enough to make something happen, you have to wait on his timing. And how many know that God's timing is, is, is important and it's perfect? But while you're waiting, sometimes things begin to come against your mind. Things begin to try to work on you. And then you begin to think, is it going to ever happen for me? It seems like it's happening for everybody around me. And here's the remedy to those things that happen when you're staying in faithful expectation. The remedy is found in Psalm number 42. Psalm number 42, the A portion of stanza 6 says, when my soul is in the dumps. Soul has reference to your mind, will, emotions, imagination, and intellect. When your soul is in the dump, I rehearse everything I know about God. So what do you know about him? All you have to do is go back on your, go back on the things that he's done in your life, how he brought you out, how he healed your body, he healed your mind. Come on. Then you just begin to rehearse those things. I'm reminded when David was facing Goliath, everybody was afraid to to fight the giant, but David had a, a solid expectation, an expectation that he was going to prevail. So even when things may have been coming against his mind, he began to rehearse what God has already done for him. He says, I remember fighting a lion, and I remember prevailing over a bear. Then he came to himself. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? You have to rehearse all the things that God has done for you. We talked the other day about your vision, and your, your vision is your expectation. According to the word of God, it says write the vision or write your expectation and write your expectation plain. 
Make it plain, not just to others, make it plain for yourself. Sometimes your expectation is so murky, it's so opaque, you really don't know what to expect yourself. Write the vision, make it plain, or the expectation, make it plain, that he may, he may run who reads it. For the vision or the expectation is yet for, for a point in time. Don't be weary and well-doing. In due season, you will reap if you faint not, but the end of it will speak and it will not lie. And though it tarries, wait for it. Wait for it because it will surely come and will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and faith is the evidence of things not seen. I found out for myself that my expectation, my expectation, I'm believing God in an excited expectation, so I'm so excited it's connected to my joy pump. So when I'm in an excited expectation, my heart begins to brim over with Joy. Again, when my soul is in the dumps, I rehearse everything that I know about God. So I remember, and I'm giving a testimony today. I'm not sure if they have my visuals ready or not, but I, I just want to encourage you today that though it tarries, wait, and wait, we learn, means it's a state of repose or a state of tranquility. I'm trusting God so much that I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to trip out. I'm not going to throw my faith shield down. I'm going to be peaceful and tranquil waiting until it happens because it has got to happen for me. Are you listening to me? According to Psalm number five, stanza three, each morning, this is a living Bible, each morning I will look to you in heaven and lay my requests before you. I'm looking, I'm expecting. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, I love this says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Remember what wait means? Wait means I'm in a, in a state of peace. Though I didn't get a quick manifestation like other people did, God was giving me a chance to mature so that I could handle it. He was working stuff out of me and working stuff into me so that when I get it, I don't lose it. Am I making faith to anybody? So, yeah, this is my testimony. If you understand in the expectation process Things don't always go your way, but you have to be able to adjust, and you've got to be able to stand strong with your faith shield. It's been about four years now. It's been about four years when um, someone was texting on their phone and ran a red light and ran into my oldest son, Minister TJ, who is the worship, the worship leader and the youth pastor, ran the red light, crashed into him, his wife, and his small child, Taj, small child, Taj, crashed into him. When I got the phone call that he was uh, in a car crash, I just began to pray all the way to the hospital, and my expectation that everything was going to be fine, and it was no, no complications, nothing, nothing major. When I got there, I found out that his literal neck was broken. His literal neck was broken. Thank the Lord that Jessica and Taj were not hurt. But who wants to get the report that their child's neck 
is broken. His neck was broken and they had to take him from one trauma hospital and airlift him to another trauma hospital to do this emergency surgery on him. This emergency surgery, which was fusing some of the disc in his, his C and D. I don't know what these vertebrae and things are, but they had to, they had to, but he couldn't even move his neck at all. He had to be um, uh, immobile strapped down so that he couldn't move because any slight move could paralyze him. Well, who wants to get that report? Nobody. So I remember going into the hospital and our whole family, we camped out at the hospital, we took shifts. It was a, it was a Saturday night going into Sunday morning. I don't even, I think I don't even remember who I had preached. Somebody did it because I asked the church, I sent a video to the church and I said, can I please be excused from church today? I, as often as I can go to the hospital to be with you guys when you're in your emergency situation, my own child is in an emergency situation. Can, so can you excuse me from church today? I need to camp by this bedside and pray day in and day out. We begin to pray and believe God. We set our expectation. Now, we already expected one thing, but things didn't go the way that we expected. So we didn't throw our faith shield down. We just set our faith and our hope on the next scenario, on the next thing. So I remember as we all were standing around the bed and we were praising and we were worshiping the Lord. And, and I remember the doctor came in and uh, asked TJ, he said, explained everything to TJ. And it was, we didn't want to hear the report that the doctor had because of any, and they didn't know that the surgery was so precise that they had to do the surgery from a computer. It was so precise because any slip of the human hand, the man would have been paralyzed. So they had to put this halo on his head and turn him upside down and suspend him so that they can do the surgery by means of computer. We heard all of this report, and oh, my God, that was not the report that we wanted to hear. But we set our heart and we set our mind and we set ourselves in worship, and we had great expectation all through this surgery. So I remember as he was about to exit the room after giving us, and we asked all the questions that we want to ask, he said, Mr. Ellis, is there anything that I can do for you? He said, yes, turn off the TV. I don't need TV. I don't need anybody feeling sorry for me. Now I've got to get my focus. I've got to set my hope and my expectation on what I really believe, even though they've given me the whole report of what can be. I've got to set my expectation above the doctor's report. Whose report do you believe? We believe the report of the Lord. The long and the short of the story, I remember when TJ finally went into uh, the surgery, and I remember just being tired, and I had the peace of God that passes understanding. I made a whole bed in the middle of the, of the weight room, and I was stretched out, sleeping, sleeping in peace and tranquility because I had a great expectation that everything was going to be all right. When they came out of the surgery, they invited us in the, in the recovery room. It was me, Jessica, and Essence. And, and we went in the recovery room, and I'll never forget, TG's hands were up in the air, and he was going like this because he, he could move his fingers, and he was wiggling his toes, and he said that the angels had been around the operating room singing worship, and he just was giving God, and that glory of God was in that room. He made a proclamation, and he said, I will walk out of this hospital. He said, I am not going to be paralyzed. He said, I will walk out of this hospital, and this is evidence 
of his expectation. Choked up. God, I praise your holy name. The hospital protocol is they're supposed to will you out. He said, no, I've already set my expectation. I will walk out of this hospital. He said, I will allow you to will me to the door, but I will walk out of this hospital. Now, this was just the beginning of our faith fight because he still had to learn how to walk. He had to learn how to do everything all over again. And I can't even go into all. And one day he'll stand and tell, tell you the testimony of all the things that happened to him in the recovery process. Part of the things that happened to them, which was not a part of our expectation, which we had to adjust and still trust God and believe God. When unexpected things come, I don't have to accept that. I can set my expectation for something else. Am I making faith to anybody? So the long and short of the short, short of the story, he was he suffered like four mini strokes. He lost his memory. There were times that he couldn't remember who his wife was, who his children were, who who I was. He couldn't remember how to play um, music anymore, and that was just a miracle with him walking out of the hospital. So let's get the next video. How all the family, including his son, set expectation to help him recover. You're going to tell me God is not good. You're going to tell me when you set your expectation that God will not only meet your expectation, but he will exceed your expectation. Let's fast forward to all the things that he had to go through in that process. I remember one day, uh, just with the medication and all the pain and everything that was going through, I was fanning him. I literally was fanning him for hours. When this arm got tired, I would give it a rest and I would fan the other arm for hours, for hours, for hours. And I remember it was a long process and I remember we stayed in faith we stayed in prayer we took shifts and and Gabe was his buddy Gabe would stay up all night with him when he would be in pain and just pray with him and praise the Lord because we had an expectation that he would come back and be able to worship the Lord God Almighty do I have one more video that you can play this is the fulfillment of our expectation of what God has done. All glory to God. Come on, to God be the glory for the miraculous things that he has done. As I close, that was just one of our many testimonies as a family, how we set our expectation on things that seem to be impossible. Let me give you some scripture so you can begin to set your heart and set your mind on the ultimate 
expectation. Of course, we expect to win in this life. We expect that all of our needs are met and an abundance beside, but we ought to have an expectation that goes beyond this life, beyond the natural things that we see. According to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. I have an expectation that the grave can't hold me down. I have an expectation that I will ascend into the heavenlies and I will meet him face to face. John chapter 10 verses 27 through 30 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I am my father are one. I have an expectation that I will be safely and secure in the hands of God and no man and no thing shall snatch me away from God. I have an expectation of eternal life in the heavenlies in the presence of my king through eternity. First John chapter 5 verses 11 through 13 say God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the son of God that you may know that you have eternal life that you may continue to believe in the name of the son of God. I need you to have an expectation that one of these mornings, and it won't be very long, we're going to meet the Lord in the air. We'll be snatched up and caught up to meet him and forever we'll live in the presence of the king. I need you to have an expectation of eternal life. Here's another scripture, John chapter 21, verses 1 through 7. I, uh, then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to, to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes will inherit all things 
I will be his God and he shall be my son. I have an expectation that I'm who God is talking about in this scripture. I have an expectation that tears will be wiped from my eyes, that there will be no more death, that there will be no more sorrow, that there will be no more pain, and that all these things will pass away. I have an expectation that I will live on heaven's table land in the presence of my heavenly Father. Philippians chapter 1 verse 20 says, according to my earnest expectation, or can I say it this way, according to my ultimate expectation and hope that is in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness as always, so now as also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. Here's another one. Beloved, we are now the sons of God. This is first John chapter two and three. And it does not yet, it has not been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him or we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope or this expectation in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Here's one more, my last one for tonight. This is found in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, the joy that was set before him, the joy that was set before him, what about the cross looked like joy? It says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. I have an expectation that everything that Jesus paid for, I have a right to it, and I have a right to eat it all. I'm going to close with the words or the lyrics of a song that is so, so important in these last hours in this last day. See, we can't fall asleep. We can expect the cars, the homes, the marriages, and all of these things, but the ultimate expectation is that my heart is right toward God. And that when I stand before him, he knows me and he'll say, come, come, my beloved, enter into my rest. I don't want him to behold me and say, what were you doing all of that time? I want him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. In these last and trying hours, even in the midnight hour, this is what we need to say. Here's the song by Clay Cross. It says, I hear the sound of a mighty rushing wind, and it's closer now than it's ever been. I can almost hear the trumpet as Gabriel sounds the chord. At the midnight cry, we'll be going home. Listen to me. My ultimate expectation is going home to be caught up to meet him in the air. When Jesus steps out on the cloud to call his children, the dead in Christ shall rise to meet him in the air. And then those who remain will quickly be changed at the midnight cry. When Jesus comes again, we'll be going I look around me and I see prophecies fulfilling. 
and signs of the time, they're appearing everywhere. I can almost hear the father as he says, son, go get your children. And at the midnight cry, the bride of Christ will rise. And then those that remain will be quickly changed. And at the midnight cry, when Jesus comes again, we'll be going home. That's my ultimate expectation. Over and above a new car, new house, marriage, clothes, and all, even success in this natural world, my ultimate expectation is to behold him and all of his beauty, all of his majesty, all of his splendor, and I will be ready to be caught up, to meet him in the air, and to live on tables, heaven's table land throughout all eternity. That is our ultimate expectation. Would you pray with me? If you're not born again, we want to pray. Out of everything that we can have, and we're in it to win it and have success in this natural world, but over and above any and everything else, my ultimate expectation is that Christ is coming to get me, and I'll live in eternity in heaven to behold the king of glory, to worship at his feet. I have an expectation of streets made with goals. I have an expectation of pearly gates. But my ultimate expectation is to see Jesus face to face. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.